Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back on What We Do, episode three, with one of the big dogs of vintage, uh, Casey Piff from Rare Vintage, the two-time obscure jersey champion, Ooh. trying to make it three-time this week. I'm trying to go for a three-peat. <laughs> or I guess it was it technically not a three-peat, but a third victory. Well, why not? I don't three know. years in a row, right? I think so, yeah. But yeah. I think you got the one I nah, we were we were we were runner-up. That was last year, I think. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. We didn't bring enough heat this year. We, we, uh, we should have brought something a little stronger, but... Uh, yeah. I was stressed and trying to figure out what I was going to pick, and I was like, All right, I think I'll go with Bernie. I, mean, <laughs> the, I think the, the photo Justin used yeah. of him with the flaming mask, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's helped some uh, weary voters. Like, oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, for everybody at home, do you ha- is there any other uh, story behind that? Like, uh, you know, give them a little more uh, context of that jersey? Yeah, so, I mean, if you're obviously a Flyers fan, you would know Bernie Perrant, mm-hmm. one of the if not the best goaltender in franchise history, he yeah. played in the WHA, which was like a competing league mm. uh, in the seventies against the NHL. So the, I think he played in the WHA first and then he got plucked over. Okay. But I he played for someone else before the flyers. I'm totally blanking out right now. I found out this weekend and this is just based on reading the Wikipedia page, but that he's from uh Wildwood. Oh Jersey. really? Yeah. No way. I was on Wildwood's, uh, wiki just doing some research on stuff and, oh, no. and i was on the i was on like the notable persons uh thing and yeah. he came up i was like oh that's cool oh damn yeah i heard he likes to party too i, I yeah. still <laughs> likes to to get down that's awesome that's awesome um yeah so i i uh really th- thankful to have you on oh dude thank you I, yeah i appreciate it this is awesome uh i wanted to pick your brain for sure about um Brews and bids, yeah, and kind of the start of like live auctions it's come up a couple times on what we do so far but um I think you're a great expert to have in and, and to just kind of lay the, give the lay of the land of like how live auctions kind of got started over this yeah. pandemic and all and like where it's at now, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess it started, uh, the first one that we were a part of was when uh, the Worldwide Vintage Snapback Exchange did their first virtual flea, which was like, I think the week after the 19, after Chris started his. So okay. He's the pioneer. Um, I think WWVC was like, hey, we're all at home. We're all sitting around. Why don't we do our own like virtual flea market? Absolutely. And that was awesome. That was really, really successful. Um, shout out to uh, Frankie and Santos for yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And um, that went really well. We did a couple uh, with you know WWVC. And then um, Jason and I started bruising about, about a year, like a little less than a year ago. I think it was last August, I want to say. So we started doing it. And then... Uh, hit the ground running but the the live auction thing was kind of fun yeah for sure you're like over 30 episodes right now yeah we we uh we're at what, almost 40 and then jace took a part-time job so jace okay. has kind of been working and uh it's on the back burner right now we're gonna, we actually yeah. talked about doing at least like a catch-up episode and kind of get everything back under under wraps but it's, it's been fun i mean it's it's an awesome way to like spend the evening i think yeah for sure everyone's doing like sean uh in, you know pittsburgh monarchs killing it and it's fun way to like connect with people. I mean, we were all at home for a year straight. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think, and I'm not the first person to say this, but I think like the, the authenticity of the bruising bids and how like much of a hangout and like, it feels like just, you guys are having a conversation like a podcast or something yeah. like that. And then the auction is just like another element that's, that's there, you know? Yeah. And I, I said that to Jay, I said this to Jace all the time. I think for me, at least the most successful episodes might not have even been, the most viewers or the most sales it would have been just like organic content like actually being real because i think 
we're not afraid to highlight. Hey, I think we're, you know one episode. Like people make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes in vintage or in life, and yeah, you gotta you gotta live with that. You're not. Per- I'm like I'm a perfectionist and like kill myself doing that a lot of time. But I think sure. um, just being real with the people. I think that's something that a lot of people don't see on social media anymore. You know, it's totally. the most pretty shot or <laughs> best find or bringing your thing into the bins and saying you found it right there right, right, all right. that stuff so. oh my god i saw one and i and i didn't i i felt like it was fake so i didn't want to dig into it and find out that it really was but it was like this the most pristine like i, it, I forget what nike it was but it was like this beautiful nike like completely clean white like no marking on on it at all and then i see it next to all the other stuff in the threats i'm like there's no way there's no way there's no there's way no like way. i've never come across a shoe like that ever like what do you mean like that you definitely went into the the goodwill and you put that on the rack yeah. and it's like well and i think snap. too like it a lot of people are thrifting you know for need or just like hey i'm gonna go thrifting you don't have to necessarily be a vintage expert to look on the rack and be like that's brand new with tags <laughs> like those shoes look pretty damn clean like yeah you're just gonna buy them because they look clean you don't know if they're jordans or you know dunks or for whatever. sure yeah even just a clean pair of shoes that that fits your size or is close enough you, you're gonna grab it no matter who you are well i, th- I think too I, in thrifting i mean people are just grabbing new with tags new with tags yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a freaking Nirvana shirt or it's an Under Armour shirt. It's right. brand new and they might luck out sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so how did you and Jace meet before that? Uh, so Jace and I have been friends. Um, we actually met, ironically, now he lives in Vegas, but we met in Las Vegas in 2016, I want to say. Okay. 2016 was um, we were doing the trade show, Liberty Fair's uh, capsule at the time. And um, we had both been invited to go out and showcase you know, vintage at the um, trade show. And if you're not familiar with like Liberty Ferris Capsule, it's kind of like um, uh, the Agenda. It's like a big okay. trade show where it's essentially, it's not open to the public. But if you were a buyer for Bloomingdale's or you're a buyer for Macy's, you would come and, hey, we're going to buy 100 or 1,000 or X amount of these garments to put in the next season ahead. Okay. So we were actually like exhibiting around, uh, you know, like Kith or another company that your BBC or ice cream that's showing their next year collection. So wow. it was actually pretty cool to be around yeah, that's that. Really cool. that's but so yeah, we cool. met out there and uh, we ended up doing the show together in Vegas three times. Yeah. Three times in Vegas and then in New York three times as well. So that's awesome. We did that. Uh, yeah. We're close friends, became close friends with that. Uh, actually, Sean came out the first time we did it too, which was fun. It's when we did the little, the Kmart box. Logos, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, they're so legendary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really cool. Uh, so going like a little bit before that, um, for anybody who hasn't seen, you did a, a podcast with Suplex a little while ago and it kind of, you kind of tracked like your, your, your start with vintage and, and uh, working with your dad and stuff like that yeah. and going out thrifting and all. Anybody who hasn't seen that, go watch that after you yes. finish this podcast. Yes. Um, but shout out to Suplex. Um, kind of where they left off, like when you, where did you make the transition to starting like on eBay or not? I'm sorry, not on eBay on Instagram and stuff like that. Like when did when did that kind of so that's funny you say like I I remember Instagram. I was graduating college okay. at Duquesne and it was just new. It was like a new app and uh, I was actually moving out of my own. If you scroll back on my per- it was before I started the business Instagram, but if you scroll all the way down to, like my personal Instagram, um, there's like a picture of me actually moving like my jersey collection to a different apartment in Pittsburgh. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start taking pictures of my jerseys and my shoes. And then, like, that's when I got carried away with Instagram. I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. And I was just, you know, seeing people from across the country, across the globe that were into, you know, jerseys, sneakers, hats, et cetera. Yeah. And um, I guess I made the business Instagram when I moved back from Pittsburgh to Philly because I was like, I'm going to do the business. You know, I'm going to do this full time or like try to do it full time. 
And uh, I guess that was like 2013, around like um, springtime 2013, when we just kind of just started up. And actually, the it was first rare underscore vintage underscore wear. And then there was some confusion with the guys in the Bay Area, rare wear attire. Okay. So I just I said, I'm going to switch it to rare VNT, just rare vintage straight across so there's not confusion. Because at the time, there weren't many people on Instagram. Right. And if you're typing in rare, you know, we were we would come up. And right, people right, were right. Ta- like people would be tagging me and stuff they wanted to buy from them and vice versa. So it got really all right. I said, hey, guys, you know, I think I'm going to change the name, uh, make it a little easier on both of us. So yeah. shout out to those guys. They, they kill it, too. They, they find crazy stuff out there in the Bay. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to give props to you for sure. Like, you are one of the best at putting up, like, engaging posts that people want to connect with and, like, and like be a part of. Like, you do a ton of polls and stuff like that on your stories. Uh, yeah. And, like, even even on a post, like, a traditional post is really hard to get engagement in, in that kind of way because it's really just a picture and you're kind of pulling teeth to get people to read descriptions and stuff. Right. But a lot of the stuff you do, I, I, I'm like, wow, like, he gets a ton of engagement off this stuff. And it, it seems, you know, organic. I pretty, yeah, pretty, I try. I mean... Like we go back to, I try to just kind of organically put what comes into my mind. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's stressful though. I mean, eight years of trying to like, I need to put up like three pictures of cool, cool things today. And yeah. like, I rack my brain. Cause like I said, I'm perfectionist. Like, oh, this is not good enough to go up. This is, I did a hockey jersey last post. I can't put two hockey jerseys back to back. Like yeah. a lot of things go through my head, which is probably don't need to do, but. Yeah. I mean, I hear you, but I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to watch, you know, I mean, I pre- it's good feedback. I mean, that's, that's what I hope, you know, I think that's what a lot of people who do who are perfectionists kind of want, they want that, you know, from out from the outside for it to look as effortless as right. it is. As it is. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember a little while ago you had posted something about like, like a dip in engagement. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, yeah. so he's even tracking, like he's tracking that kind of stuff and yeah. looking at that. Do you do anything like special with like kind of overviewing? Like when you put something up, how do you kind of judge it and where do you, how do you take your next step after you do something? Well, it's interesting. Like you said, like I, might, I posted a Wayne Gretzky Rangers jersey today and like, it's a great looking jersey. It's like, I think it's like three, 400 like post or whatever. It's like, I uh-huh. think it has like a hundred, less than a hundred likes right now at this moment, but it's sold. That's all I care yeah, about. It's true. sold. So like, true. you know what? I don't care if I get a thousand likes or 10 likes. I got my asking price for it. Yeah. I can't be mad, you know, and someone that got it is probably pretty excited to get that because yeah. I think the cool thing about social media is like you're scrolling through your feed or my feed or Kevin or whoever, whoever's feed. That's cool. I'm going to stop and I want that. I'm going to buy that right this second. Right. So I think that's uh, like the instant gratification, which it's pretty cool that you can kind of translate it from like, hey, this is my jersey. I put it on a rack or you know, I put it on my floor. Boom. Sold instant. Like it's, it's yeah. a cool. It's a cool phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think. I think um, I think that's a really good way to approach it too, because in in social media space where there are all these numbers getting thrown around and all this stuff happening, and you you know compare yourself to others, compare yourself whatever, if you don't come in with a goal that's not maybe necessarily reliant on like other people paying you attention or like an algorithm paying you attention, right. and you have this goal of like no, the point is just to sell this thing or to get this reaction from X person, right? It's much more you know you can be more consistent with it and be like oh I'm making it doing what I want to do here. And I think know? like, even like last week I did a big Jersey drop on the website and I was like, all right, if I use, if it's going to happen Thursday, I might the Thursday before, you know, tease it for a couple of days and yeah. like post a few things from the collection. And then like my sister and I went live and kind of said, Hey, let's preview all 70 jerseys. And I think that was like you said, get a good way to engage people. Cause it's like, Hey, this, these guys, you know, they, they put out some cool shit. I want to, I'm going to pay attention. If I really want to buy something, I'm going to watch them go live for an hour and see all the hockey jerseys. I'm going to wait. I want a basketball jersey. I'm going to wait till they show those basketball jerseys. And boom, you spent the time. 
And by the end of it, people are like, oh, I can't wait till 7 o'clock tomorrow. I'm, gonna, I'm licking my fingers trying to get that Gretzky yeah. jersey or that Jordan jersey or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, I think let, – let's pivot to that a little bit, the, the, the mystery draft. Um, yeah. how, do, how does that – how does that like – because that's a very creative way to sell things. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's very smart, I think. How did, how did that kind of develop? Like where did that idea initially it's, come from? It actually spawned from the 2020 NFL draft. Okay. So uh, my sister and I were kind of experimenting with the lives and stuff, and, and you know things were going well and whatnot with the pandemic because people were at home. And um, we saw the NFL draft coming up. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could like let like have our own draft and like give away like a super desirable item, but also – I've seen raffles where people just, you know spend twenty bucks, forty bucks, hundred bucks. You don't get anything if you yeah, lose. Right. So I was like, hey, why don't we advertise, you know, a really desirable item that I think that a good majority of people are going to want? Like we start with the first one was the Deion Sanders uh, Falcons authentic. I was like, I think that's a generic enough jersey that a lot of people like Deion Sanders. It's a cool, you know, black and red and white look. You can wear it with Jordans. You can wear it with like a lot of stuff. You don't have to necessarily be a Falcons fan, but it's, it's iconic, iconic look. And um, so we selected that jersey, and I was like, hey, um, let's give anyone a chance to own this jersey that we're going to sell on our website for like 150 200 bucks. Let's give them a chance to own it for 40 bucks. And if they don't win it, we're still going to hook them up with something pretty solid. And I think um, if, you've, you know, if you're tuning in and you've watched, like a lot of the stuff that, weren't like the grand, that wasn't the grand prizes was, was pretty damn good stuff. I mean, yeah. especially for 40 you know, if you're trying to go and get that high-ticket item and you don't end up getting it, 99% of the time, you're making that 40 bucks back, and you probably could double a lot of stuff you could probably sell for 80 to 100. I mean, just you know, stuff we threw in the bags, yeah. But uh, the first one we did was just we threw all the stuff in a bucket and we you know, randomized a draft order and just pulled it out, and that's what you got. And then it kind of evolved into it was like, oh, wait, what if we let the people select their bag and then they pull it out and then build the excitement? And then we transferred it to like the grail rack where it's like, okay, instead of us picking one Deion Sanders jersey, let's put 10 awesome items and then if you win a golden ticket you can select the one that you want to pick so yeah it was fun i mean it was a lot of fun people we had a lot of good feedback a lot of positive feedback about it absolutely like that level of like uh attention to the consumer experience is like massive like that i mean yeah and and that i i i felt that watching bruise and bids i felt that tuning into the mystery draft like like those that kind of like um ability to feel like you're playing and feel like you're involved with something where you're not just like you know shelling out money to be a hat to be a name and a hat right you, right you you have a little like say in the in the even in the show like i think that's a big thing too like the a lot of lives can come off kind of as as two people just talking back and forth with no real engagement outward like they'll you know respond to the bids that come up and stuff but but with you there's like actual people participating in it like a in like a twitch streamer type way right right you know right. what i mean absolutely yeah user friendly yeah absolutely yeah 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 yeah. well that's like you said like you just said too like if you enter a raffle it's like boom it's done it's over with you yeah. lost or you won but at least like hey let's keep the anticipation you know yeah everyone and i think everyone had a fair chance because i think one of the drafts um the golden tickets didn't go to like i think it was like 37 like there was like two in the last like right. five picks so it was like you had better odds if you had waited till the end, yeah. Until the which was it's so cool because it's always well. I mean, and and then you're you're, which is something I've tried to do in a couple of different collections as well. You're emulating the original uh, thing that exists too. Like that's like what watching the NFL draft right, feels like, where right. it's like where it's like you know the, the Eagles are up in three picks and you want them to get this player, and then it's like you know okay, there's 15 minutes there and you're countdown. Now it's five. They pick this guy. Oh, they pick this guy, and then right before you get in. 
it gets swooped right below, right no. in front of you, you know? Yeah, like that's that's amazing. Like that, uh, you know, that level of connection I think is awesome. Um, yeah, so I see you got a stack of stuff over there. We yeah. only we only have an hour, so let's <laughs> <laughs> so let's go let's go in. I mean, yeah. So quick, just found this on Sunday. Uh, I ran into the homie Bill Hustle Threads at the Flea. So shout we started. Out Bill. Yeah, shout out to Bill. Um, we started walking around together. He found a pair of uh, Harlem Globetrotters short, uh, Globetrotter shorts, uh-huh. which were really dope. And then out the corner of my eye, I saw like a little stack of hats. So I like, you know, rat, rifle through them because I saw some Phillies hats on the front. And I pull this guy out. And this is a G-Cap Wave is the style it's called. But um, the cool thing about it is the 97 logo mixed with like the earlier 90s colorway. Yeah. So I think it was either like the first one they would have made or – because I think I've seen a black and gold version of this, but I've never seen the uh, red, white, and blue. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, even the craziness to put 76 on top of 76. Yeah, right. <laughs> 76 or 76 or 76ers, yeah. No, that's amazing. It's super clean, too. So I thought, yeah, yeah it definitely is brand new. So I was pretty geeked on uh, pretty geeked on this find. Go with a little, another sixer. Uh, don't want to don't utter the word and think about what happened to us. <laughs> uh, this was a really, really cool piece. Um, it's kind of like Keith Herring vibes yeah. on the Salem tag. I had I had never seen this design until I found it, and then I've seen a Lakers one and a Bulls one since okay. then. So pretty sweet. This is a little tight on me, but I don't think I could let it go. I guess <laughs> the motivation to squeeze down to the large or, or whatnot, but this is a cool piece. I mean, yeah, I like finding things that mix like sports and art and hip hop where it's like, it's not just a you know regular Sixers shirt. It's like, right. It's hip hop. It's art. It's it's pretty much a little bit of everything. Yeah, and the fact that 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 is that you that you know that there's a Bulls and a Lakers one like yeah. that is some sort of you know limited run of some series of of shirts. Salem I guess. shirts that yeah. they did, which is cool. Like Salem was like the '90s brands were so much better at kind of tapping into like the trend. I mean, I guess now like the trend like everything cool is at PacSun and mm-hmm. freaking uh, you know TJ Maxx now, but like. Right. The fact that they were like, yeah, let's make a Sixers shirt that emulates like one of the most popular street artists of all time. And yeah. Yeah, they were playing a lot more with the with the license than yeah. oh, a yeah. lot of stuff is today. Which I think it was yeah. probably looser that they could do stuff. Too. Yeah, I, yeah, I wonder what, what changed about it. I mean, it, a lot of them don't need to be nearly as, as tight as they are. I guess right. I guess it's I guess it's brand recognition stuff, but the Sixers brand at this point is cemented right. so many times over that do, can't you, you know, go a little well, like that's interesting you bring that Crazy. that up because I've heard um, like the Raiders brand, for example, like the, they're so specific about the logo for like licensees now that like it can't be a certain size, it can't be so, like I forget who was telling me this recently, but it's like I, you never would have thought about the logistics of like yeah. the Lakers or the Lakers jersey can't or Lakers logo can't go there, it can't be on this color. It's like yeah, I mean like you would never see you would never see the Sixers come out with something like this. No, allow that to be done to their logo. No, an official thing, you know. And the fact that it's not bootleg is even cooler, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you when you first pulled it out, I was like, "Oh, is that bootleg?" But no, it's, but, a, yeah. it's a Salem sportswear, which is even better. Yeah, exactly. Did, I mean, but it's not involved with Keith Haring. It's right? not officially. I mean, it's okay. totally. Yeah, I mean, it's Keith, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally inspired by Keith Haring. Yeah, they should have yeah, cut really cool. cut the fa- uh, the foundation a little check to make it even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I've got a, I got some things to show off. I just love these uh, these nutmeg. I think they're called like the breakthrough shirts. Oh yeah, that's but insane. I just I've been scooping these up anytime I see them now. The player ones are even better than the. Like, there's some with the mascots, but you got Reggie White, and then you got his ass just hanging out there. I mean, <laughs> you can practically smell what Reggie ate for breakfast. <laughs> no, I love the. I mean, I love Reggie White. I love uh, 
wish it was Eagles, but yeah, absolutely can't go wrong with that one. Yeah, Kelly Green. Oh man, we got I got things here, man. I got, I got some <laughs> some are personal pieces, some are um, some are for sale. But this is a little personal one. This is a uh, original Adidas Kobe Two oh, from the dope. sneaker. I just got this from my buddy Chris, uh, Ghost Town Vintage. Super sick though, just like the old. You see the front print? Yeah, oh, that's dope. That's sick. Yeah. And they, if you don't know, the sneakers, the uh, they were like the Audi TT inspired, like oh, okay. the goofy yeah, yeah. ass uh, silver sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're like the entire side is like a silver piece. Yeah, right? well, yeah. I kind of like them. I mean, they definitely got a bad rap, but I thought they were cool. I mean, I yeah. remember when they came out when I was in high school, and I, I think it was, no, I was in middle school when they came out, and uh, I remember like two kids had them. I was like, those are kind of sick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kinda like those. This is a recent uh, flea find. It's pretty sweet. Uh, EA Sports gaming world championship tour from 98 at uh so it's a madden and then uh and nba live 98 my favorite part's a little y100 hit on yeah radio station uh eb games you know so i thought this was kind of sweet i mean you just don't like you don't see stuff like this anymore and the fact that it's like a 98 uh ea sports video game like tournament shirt yeah i'm sure they probably only gave them out to people that were at the tournament yeah either participating or or viewing or something Yeah. yeah Talking about obscure. Oh man! Had to bring this guy another, uh, another legendary yeah. piece. <laughs> I still can't, I still can't believe this. They literally fell into my lap. Uh, one of my one of my good customers um, just basically was like, "Hey, I have something you might be interested in," and sent me a picture of this. I was like, <laughs> "You what? Mu- you might be interested." I was in like, this. "What is? Th- I was like, what is that?" <laughs> and everyone I've talked to thinks it's uh, it was like actually given to Stone Cold for uh-huh. uh, ni- was ninety nine summer or. Uh, Whatever was in Philly, SummerSlam or something—something okay. something that was in Philly, because uh-huh. there's those pictures of him with the Phillies, with the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure the picture of this hasn't surfaced yet. So I gotta find That's incredible to photo match it. But the, the fact that it's actually like a game jersey. That yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That they gave yeah. to him, which is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. What's what's your what's your plan for this jersey? Is this gonna be, you know, put in a museum? <laughs> pro, pro, I've had I've had some some people try to offer me. Uh, Four fi- four figure <laughs> offers for it, but I don't. No, I wouldn't. You'd I never don't want to sell it. Sell I, it no. I don't. Yeah, I never find it again. I mean, it's a one of one piece. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's ironic. The guy who actually sold this to me won the uh, the Philly Stone Cold jersey in the mystery draft. Which was oh like really? A, yeah, crazy. That's all awesome. circle moment. Which I was like, hey, I'm I'm happy that I replaced this. You know, with one that now you can have. So yeah, for sure. This is actually this is not really vintage. It's a printed tag, but that's why I kind of sh- wanted to show off some like doesn't have to be all about the hype. I mean, Erica Badu is uh, oh, sweet. probably my favorite artist. Definitely favorite female artist, but probably favorite artist. Uh, this is from, I think, 07 oh, or 08. This is crazy. I mean, this is an awesome print. Yeah. It's a little like Ankh. Yep. I think it's from uh, the New America, her album, New America, but it's it's pretty bad. I mean, I've never seen another one in an Erica Badu shirts go kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. So this is just a like, you know, again, printed tag, but something you're not going to see uh, too often. Yeah, I love that logo. I've never seen that one before. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. She's, this was on one of um, she uses this a lot actually now. Or now, okay. It's not like an original logo, but oh yeah, it's got some some hieroglyphics and stuff. It's pretty funky. Pretty awesome. It's got Emmett. Yeah, Emmett. Shout out to Erica Badu. What else do I have? Oh, this is I, I brought like a random stuff, a random uh, mix <laughs> of things that kind of like describe me. So it's a Grateful Dead tea, but. Colorado Avalanche, uh, Grateful Dead Marsh. Adam Dead Marsh was uh, player number eighteen on the Avalanche. Okay. So I, as soon as I saw this, I was like this is a crazy <laughs> mashup. The fact that they 
actually used Dead Marsh for the Grateful Dead. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, there's like a couple other Grateful Dead Marsh, like Avalanche spinoffs that I've seen, but I thought this was pretty sweet. I'm not like a Grateful Dead fan. I don't really collect the tees or anything, but the fact that it was like a hybrid of hockey and sports and... Is there any story behind that? Is he like a fan or, or something? I don't... That's a good question. I think it's just because he has the name Dead Marsh. Right. And it was like Grateful <laughs> Dead, Adam Dead Marsh. I think it was like a perfect... It's perfect a very mix. Grateful Dead thing to do to just take someone's name and be I, like, I guess. let's make some shirts. I guess, right? <laughs> We got some Gretzky's. This was these were some of the potential entries in the obscure jersey tournament. Oh my god! So it's a Pro Joy uh, Indianapolis Racers WHA jersey. Uh, so Wayne Gretzky, before he played in the NHL, played in the WHA uh-huh. for the Racers and then Oilers, and then the Oilers moved in to the NHL after. So this actually was uh, my uncle's too, which is pretty sweet. That's crazy. That's that's definitely a, a second or third rounder in the obscure yeah. tournament. That oh you yeah, got and I was like, oh, that was that was tough. And then this was here's another Gretzky. Uh, this is this is probably I'll call it like my best find in the wild. I found this at like a flea market in upstate New York a couple of years ago. Like, don't even know why I was there. Don't even remember the name of it to be honest. But uh, it's the 1983 uh, NHL All Star jersey, and the coolest part about it is the kappa. Yeah, it, what's up with that? I guess they sponsored the game because it's a Mosca wow. jersey, you know, CCM Mosca jersey. Okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's an authentic, which is crazy. The original owner cut out the fight strap. Okay. Um, this is Gretzky's first all-star game, and he ended up winning the MVP. Damn. I've never seen – I've never even seen, uh, like, a retro of this. I mean, Mitchell Ness makes the 84, which is essentially the same jersey, but the Campbell's, like, a, in the Rangers font almost. Okay. Uh, with, like, a drop shadow. But this – I and I thought – when I put, it was you know face down like this, and I was like, oh, this is just like a bad custom that they did. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a second. I looked it up. I was like, oh wait, the '83 jersey was like this, and I'm like, oh wait, this is an authentic from '83. I was like, oh wow, yeah, that's so, insane. Yeah, the guy, uh, the All Star game was on Long Island last year, uh, that year uh, uh, where the Islanders played. And the guy that I bought from the flea market had a ton of stuff from Long Island. He said he owned a sporting goods store in Long Island, so. Was just probably laying in his basement. Yeah, it's, for, been, it's been sitting there forever, waiting for you for, to come by. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> for a long, long time. We got one more Gretzky. Uh, this one I just actually just dropped on, on the website. I, this one uh, is the 96 NHL All-Star CCM. But the cool thing about this one is uh, the 96 and 97 All-Star jersey were essentially the same designs. So he played for the East in 97, which was the Aqua version for the Rangers. Okay. So it's cool if you want like the set of the black and the uh, black and purple and the white and aqua NHL All Star. So that's awesome. This is a go. Yeah, that's what Patrick on the top. Yeah. On the oh, the shoulders it's, the, too. Dude, they need to go back to doing more stuff like that. I yeah. Mean, look, I think the coolest thing about uh, like buying vintage and finding vintage is like this. I actually found this last weekend too, but um, it's one that I've actually always wanted. Like you know, kind of had it on my eBay watch list for a while, and I was lucky enough to find one in the wild but like you can see look at the wear on this like you can tell yeah. that whoever owned this was like their favorite shirt like sure. this the guy or you know woman that owned the shirt i mean there's holes and everything like i love finding something like you can clearly tell like someone appreciate this was like the favorite shirt and whoever you know whoever's wardrobe owned this i was like yeah it's kind of cool to to bring it back full circle put it on put it on the wall or put it on the back <laughs> got a, i got a few more things uh Quick, this is just a 03. I, felt, I picked this up kind of recently down uh, in Baltimore at uh, the, uh, what you call it, event down there. The Vintage Palooza. But it's a 03 
NFL kickoff a rap tee, okay. as they say. Yeah. But uh, it's got free, you know, Britney Spears, free Britney on there. You got uh, <laughs> Good Charlotte. Who else we got on here? Uh, was that Aretha Franklin, Mary J. Blige? Oh, wow. Quite the. Aerosmith. Quite the. Yeah. So it's, I, I've never seen it. And I was like trying to find kind of like comps for this thing, too. I think it's, it's pretty badass. Yeah. But it was from the uh, kickoff, opening kickoff weekend in D.C. on. Uh, Thursday, September fourth, two thousand three. That's awesome. So I wonder who, who Washington would have played then, because they wouldn't. <laughs> I guess they didn't really do the kickoff games like they do now, like the super defending Super Bowl champion play. Right. Like it was yeah, more yeah. just like a random, like, hey, let's just put you know Washington and yeah, not the Eagles. <laughs> this is kind of sweet too. Just got this one in. Uh, who let the dogs oh, yeah, out? That's sick. Troy Vincent, Hugh Douglas, and uh, Corey Simon on there. That's crazy. Nice little Eagles. Yeah, I got I got a little Eagles stash brewing that I'll probably uh, end up waiting for the season to drop some stuff on. For but sure. This shirt's particularly special because it's the 1992 NHL All-Star Game, which was the first sporting event that I ever attended as a two-year-old. I sat on my dad's lap, actually. <laughs> I don't think I had a ticket. I think he's like, you're just coming in with me. And I watched <laughs> the game. And uh, the goalie in the All-Star Game was sure, – uh, can't even remember his first name. His last name Shevel Day. It was a Red Wings goalie. And my dad said the whole game was like, I was just screaming, hooray for Shevel Day, hooray for Shevel Day. It's like, maybe that's a jersey I need to, to get for the stash. I got, I got three or four more. Um, if you know me, I'm a very big Barkley fan and Barkley collector. So this was one that I actually found on eBay years ago. And then it mysteriously got lost in the mail. And uh, I never got it. And then I ended up buying another guy, uh, another item from the same seller. And what do you know? That item got mysteriously lost in the mail, too. But uh, I was able to get one of these from my buddy Kyle, uh, DB Vintage. And uh, I had actually have another one that I traded for. So yeah, very awesome. cool. Barkley, Mahorn, the Thump Bump. This was, You'll find this on eBay, but it's all the, the reprint now, the bootlegs. Salem had such a good range of, like, different... Uh, uh, like setups for like the different typography and different like shit that went around with their with their illustrations that makes every single shirt like different but also Salem. So exactly. You know what I mean, they were. The, I mean, I love. I, I think Salem is probably my top brand for like not at least sportswear tee, like ninety mm-hmm. sportswear tees. I mean, you you can't get much better than the. It's the most creative for sure. I mean, we talked we talked about you know using the license. They use the did. hell out of yes. it. Likenesses too. Yes, and um, like even cartoons or actual yeah. like you know actual pictures of the guys. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I did I did kind of like a, a research of just like those Salem stuff and even like the style. Like even like here to here, the style of the illustration changes. Yeah, quite oh, a bit. Yeah. And I, I I was under the impression that like oh they had like you know one style and that was their brand. But it's like no, they were no. just like they're probably all different artists that were working on these things. I know one the one guy Mudge. He's on Instagram. I think this is a Mudge, but he's on Instagram and he'll like repost. Um, Maybe he's no, yeah, it is Mudge. Yeah, there it is. So yeah, he's on Instagram. He'll like repost like his original designs. He's still designing stuff too, which is actually cool. Not for Salem anymore, but it's kind of like the same, uh, yeah, kind of cartoon design he'll do now for newer stuff. Yeah, super cool. More cartoon. This is just a sweet uh, Bobby Knight <laughs> and uh, Beavis and Butthead crossover. So I thought that was pretty badass. I mean, if you don't know Bobby Knight, it was just a nut. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah. the craziest. And then the back. Uh, it's awesome. When my time on Earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want them to bury me upside down and the critics can kiss <laughs> my ass. 
That's incredible. Yeah, this is awesome shirt. This I I don't usually like I don't like to pay like a lot of money for t shirts usually, but I pay mm-hmm. I think I paid like hundred fifty bucks for this one. Mm-hmm. All sport tag. All sport tag. Just a kind of like I don't know, it's it's art, I guess you could say, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. One of a kind. You know, I've never seen it before. And it's got the starter hit on uh on Bobby Knight's crew neck. Yeah. All right, two more, two more, and then we'll get back into it. <laughs> uh, I should have showed this earlier with the Sixers stuff, but this is really cool. Sixers stay in school jam jam. Oh, my God. Wait till you see the back, though. It's a starter shirt, and then you got the big starter hit with Power 99 wow. FM. Okay. Yes, that's what – I mean, that made the shirt for me, the Power 99. Yeah, Power 99. Back. That's just crazy. <laughs> like, so sad. And the fact – I mean, this is probably, what, from 91, 92, so Power 99 has been, yeah. been around. Oh my god, that that typography on the front is incredible. It's oh so it's just like jam jam jam. The jam, most nineties and NBA thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they must have done other stuff like other teams with that. I mean they've yeah. got to. And then finally, uh can you pick it up the ec- so check that out, the tag echo, echo. with a, with an H. Yeah, not right. A K. Not a K. So it's a Mark Echo uh Roots Illadelph Half Life oh, collab. Sick. I don't know if it's from ninety six. You're but, a big, big roots T guy, right? Yes, that, that's what I was gonna get into. Um, the Black Thought quote on the back. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, my sister and I, I think my sister might be a bigger roots fan than I am, but we love. I mean, we love the roots. Like, yeah, probably favorite artists. Um, roots shirts, I, I love. I mean, they're, they're not like hyped up because not mm-hmm. that many people. You know, they're not Tupac, they're not Biggie, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they're the shirts are hard to find. I mean, like especially the '90s stuff. So like, if anytime I see, them, I'm like, yeah, I, I have two of these. I have a large and XL. So like I can wear one. I give one to my sister to wear. Like, I have a lot. I have doubles in a lot of root shirts just because like I never see them. I I got a. I had, I had four. Uh, I had four tipping point shirts, <laughs> the same one, <laughs> and I ended up just trading uh, trading one to one of my friends. But they're you just don't see. You have to. I mean, I have. Yeah. I have to buy it. You know, especially if it's twenty bucks or so. I have to buy it. I seen one, and I, I don't. Maybe I'm misremembering, but it just has like the roots down real low. Yeah. on the shirts. Yeah, that one. I don't think I have that one. I seen I seen that once somewhere, and I was just like, I don't think it had anything else anywhere else in the shirt. Like I think it was just oh, like no. the roots. Oh, that's sweet. I gotta look up. I'm that not one. sure. It was, it was just like the roots in like you know basic little like Helvetica typhon, and then all all black. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, I've been seeing like a lot of um like performances they did at colleges. It'll be like a one of one like security shirt, and oh, I cool. have the roots on the front and security on the back. Yeah, um, I have one. I have one, and then my buddy Bob Dirty Money just sent me one too. He has it's like a uh, a ringer shirt. Yeah, and I think it's like you know 2003, like a, a show they did at freaking NYU or something. I don't know. That's awesome. What um, what else do you collect like uh, personally? Like, um, what, what are your what are your kind of little stash things? Personally? Like for sure, I mean sure, like roots, you know, root shirts for sure. Uh, Barkley shirts, big time. Um, jerseys a lot, lot of philly stuff a lot of yeah a lot of <laughs> obscure but like obscure things like, yeah yeah and like i'm just trying to like this you know power 99 on the sixers shirt like kind of crazy crossover stuff like that that just might have been for the radio station or for an event uh-huh. um hats you know big on the i used to i used to have a ton of sports specialty scripts and i sold like probably like 70 percent of them and not the non-philly ones i sold uh-huh. i kept all the philly ones i'm like kind of shot myself in the foot i definitely sold <laughs> i sold a good portion of that collection early. I sold a good portion of my Dunk SB collection a little early too. So, so my dad, my dad yeah. had quite a few of that, and yeah. he wishes he had back. <laughs> yeah, I had. T- I mean, I still have one pair of Stussies. I had two pair of Stussies that I, I had one that I wore that I beat to shit, and I had one that was like worn two or three times. And I sold the beat up ones. Like, sure, I pretty got like. I don't even know. I don't even <laughs> want to know anymore. It's just like if the kids want to pay it, they can yeah. pay it. Like, yeah, for sure. Did you? Did your dad? You and your dad wear the same size? 
We do now, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I mean, you were... Yeah, he had... Um, I mean, he he had, like, almost all of the original retro um, 11s. Okay. And then he had a huge collection of SBs. Oh, um, best stuff. At a point when, you know, that wasn't anything. You know, that right. was just, like, a collection of I mean, skating shoes. You go back five years, you could have got... Not the, like, Stussies, you know, Tiff- like, Tiffany's were always going for yeah. a couple hundred bucks. But, like, you probably could have gotten... 80% of any dunk for like 40 bucks, right, 50 right, bucks. Right. I mean, pre-owned, pre-owned, but it's crazy to see what the, it's crazy to see what they're going on now. Do you do a lot of sneaker reselling? I I mean, I collect like it's so hard to get them. I don't have any like plugs or I don't use yeah. bots or anything. So I, you know, if I get if I hit on something I don't want to keep, I'll end up selling it, but like sure. I'm, I'm keeping. Like I just bought the uh Amen, I don't even know how to say it, the Jordan 3's Amen Renery or whatever. Okay. I'm totally butchering the name, but the women's release. Uh, I actually just got them in the mail today. They're awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Like I don't think I've seen that. Sean, can you pull them up? We might need to help him type yes. this one out. It's like type in Jordan 3 Amen a with like a dad and it'll come up because I'm totally butchering the name. She's gonna see this and be like, I cannot believe you butchered my name. <laughs> uh, yeah, autocorrected there. Yes, there they are. Yeah. The quality is just insane. It's actually a women's release. Um, and I got like I'm a 13 and that was like the cheapest size. I was like, all right, word. Oh, they're really nice. It's kind of like that pre, uh, you know, faded like yellowing look on the sole and the back heel tab with the Nike yeah. Air. It's like a pleated interior. They're good. They're good. I like oh, yeah. them a lot. Sean, click on that one right below. I want to see that. Um, check the, out the, the inside. Yeah, check out yeah. the interior. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, really good. cool looking. I'm a, I'm a big like. There's not many shoes that I'm like, oh, I gotta have now. But I was like, yeah, those are those are good. I love Jordan threes, and I'm like, those are those are awesome. Yeah. It's three three your favorite Jordan. That's a good question, man. I mean, <laughs> my younger self would tell you the Jordan 17 is my favorite oh, wow. Jordan, actually. I don't think I've ever run across somebody who said Jordan 17 no, is No, oh, I think for me it was like uh, being in middle – so I was in – yeah, it was 2001. I think I was in middle school at the time, sixth or seventh grade, and uh, Jordan had just come back to the NBA. Okay. So it was like, hey, like all these people – you know, I, I grew up when Jordan was playing, but I was, you know, not – I mean, I, I definitely remember watching the 98 finals – and like 97 finals but other than that like i don't have too many like jordan i wanted the jordan 7 no jordan 12s really badly when they came out the originals um but like other like that's probably my first like introduction oh i gotta have jordan's it's ironic though my bait my first shoes were the jordan ones the chicago's nice so my parents found those at um, a nike outlet so i'd say i don't know my favorite would be between the ones the threes 17s like seven I, i think i wanted the 17s so bad when they dropped they were 200 bucks and like there was like one kid in my school that had them. I was like oh man those are and he like wore them to play rec basketball in and I was like <laughs> how could you have these $200 sneakers and wear them to play rec basketball but um yeah I just wanted them so bad and then it ended up the low tops went on clearance on the East Bay so my mom was like all right you can get those for Christmas or your birthday or something I think they're like 49 bucks so I had the low top the all black ones but I wanted that white and red pair for so long cuz Mike Vick on the Falcons wore them yeah, and I was like a big, uh, big Falcons fan, big Vic fan, big Falcons fan at the time, and uh, just seeing him like just doing all these crazy, you know, st- juke moves, and I was like, those shoes look awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I'd say it's between one threes, and then I'll, we'll give the seventeens uh, an honorary shout. <laughs> yeah, we've had a pair of Concord Eleven baby shoes just pass from me oh, to my brothers. To that's my awesome. Youngest brother now, yeah, and that's now what he's it's all about grown out of them forever yeah oh my god that's amazing though i feel like the fact that it's like 
not only is the shoe the Jordan 11, but it's like a you know family lineage. Like, oh, yeah. you wore it, my brother wore it, he, you know, my other brother. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask you, too. I mean, I, I definitely, um, you know, I'd, I'd seen you and your sister do the, do the streams, and, and I realized that, like, you know, it was kind of a family thing. But then when you talking about your dad and, and him kind of getting you into it and the whole Mitchell and Ness thing and stuff yeah. on, on, on that podcast, I was like, oh, like, this just seems like a real, like, family yeah. you know, thing, which is something I can kind of relate to. You know, my dad got me into all this vintage stuff, and now my brothers are kind of, you know, starting to get interested at the same time kind of I did. Like, yeah, like, like halfway through high school kind of thing. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, like, like how, I don't know how, as a family, like, what's it like? It's, <laughs> my mom hates it. Yeah? <laughs> no. Um, it's funny because, like, my my sister and my dad and I, and my mom, we're all very alike, but, like, the three of us are, like, we love funky music. We love, like, kind of funky foods, like, trying new things. And then, yeah. like, we love jersey. Like, my sister is, like, very big into sports and jerseys, too, because of my dad. And, like, um, growing up, like, we would play with starting lineup toys and then uh my dad just randomly like we, we would play backyard you know the computer game backyard football I my sister would, yeah oh <laughs> good memories right and my sister she would play it too and she like won the championship one day and my bat my dad like painted a custom starting lineup in her like team design awesome. jersey which was pretty That's badass so cool. yeah but i, uh, I love that too i love the 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 team builder the, oh not, yeah you know and then you get to pick your pick Pablo first. Yes, and then yes. Pete and then Wheeler, and then uh, go for your NFL studs yeah, after that. Maybe uh, Jerry Rice, I think, was in the one he I had. Was, yeah, he was in there. I think maybe I would go with Elway at the time. Elway, yeah. Like Elway, it was like that QB club was like Elway, Favre, yeah. uh, Marino, Steve Young. Like those were like the guys. Yeah, I feel yeah. like growing up, that was a great game. But it was it's interesting because like we're very passionate about it. like my mom puts up with it you know <laughs> right she supports and she loves it but uh, my dad was like you know a Jersey nut a sports nut growing up like really into um, collecting jerseys and just like I think yeah Pat I, his dad wasn't really into like the jerseys as much was and I never met him my dad uh, my grandfather passed away when my dad was eleven uh-huh. so I never met him but apparently he was like into sneakers like he had like a pair of shell toes that he wore all the time oh, wow. Um, so he was like into like fashion and sneakers, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But he, I think he bought my dad. He still has his uh, Red Wings jersey. It was his first jersey, and um, just have just kept that. And I think that kind of turned him on. It's like, oh, these are really cool. And like, yeah. He found Mitchell Ness. Would go down there when he was in high school. You know, buy buy his hockey equipment down there, and they would uh-huh. have jerseys, not retro, you know, stuff, current yeah. stuff. And like, they actually used to sell the game, like the game jerseys from the Eagles at Mitchell and Ness. Yeah. So like they would buy like the set of like you know eighty nine gamers from the team, and like scrub players were like thirty or forty bucks, and my dad would buy them. And he he'll say this to this day. He could have bought Jerome Brown and Reggie White's gamers from the Fog Bowl, <laughs> and he didn't want to pay three hundred bucks, which I guess at the time was probably yeah. I mean yeah, it's a lot of money. A lot of money. I mean it's still yeah. not yeah, you know, it's still a lot of money. Um, yeah. But for the fact that it's like a new Mitchell and Esther jersey yeah. cost three hundred bucks, and you could have had from one of the most iconic games of all time and like hall right. of fame players could go back and change that but hey whatever <laughs> it wasn't meant to be <laughs> yeah totally i i uh i almost say i forget what it was but uh yeah that's <laughs> what was it what was i gonna say something about the jerseys god whatever um <laughs> think about it, come back to you <laughs> it'll come back to me um yeah so so i guess oh i remember what it was so um, I have kind of a uh, a weird 
how I found out about Mitchell and Ness's Mitchell and Ness's like growth period over like the, in the early um, like very early 2000 like 99 2000 2001 I was I went to school in Virginia at VCU for my freshman year of college okay and um, we had to do a report and it was like a thesis long like essay report on on whatever we want so I made it on like uh, hip-hop's influence on street wear like like ha- like different trends that popped up and and uh, all that but it was like a super it was a super like specific class where it had to be like proven in like business terms and I needed to show like facts and figures of like the trends. So I ended up finding um, like a an annual report for Mitchell and Ness. Oh wow! And like it was you know the, you know the the company started over a hundred years ago, right? And they like over the course of whatever that hundred years, their gross was like I don't remember what it was like a million dollars over the entire time for like, the whole. I mean I forget it might have right. been like five million. I forget. Right. But then then it was like three nine twenty seven ninety, oh and it's just like over three years, just like skyrocketed. Oh and gosh. I was like. And I and I had to explain to my teacher. She was like, "This is just a company, like blah blah blah." I'm like, "No, this company ended up selling jerseys to like Jay Z and at like the time. like the biggest biggest people, right?" And um, you know, my teacher didn't know anything about. It. I was like, "No, this is like this is it." And I this is before I knew like how involved you you how connected you were. I would have tried to reach out to you and get you involved yeah, in it. But oh, that's um, awesome. Um, but yeah, I remember, and I did I did a couple other ones. Like I did Tim's, like kind of track that growth over oh, that's the, cool. the early '90s too. It's something I would kind of want to go back to and check out again, but uh, yeah, it was just crazy to see like the the amazing growth in like a couple years just oh, based on you know. It's insane. I mean, the fact that like I think it was like ninety eight, ninety nine. Because I'm trying to think of the first rapper. I think I technically would have been out. Well, no, it, High and Mighty, the Philly. Right. They yeah, would yeah, say yeah. that they were the ones that started wearing it, but then like they weren't. They're still not mainstream. Right. But um, I guess Outkast started wearing it, and then Jay Z. I know Peter, uh, the former owner of Mitchell, and I said that one jersey that like really like broke through was that Sammy Baugh Washington football team jersey okay. um, that Jay Z wore the number thirty three maroon jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like he was, he said that he was sending Sammy Baugh so many checks that he was like, "Why am I making all this money? Like I made more money not playing football, <laughs> and you just selling a jersey that Jay Z wore, which is crazy." Right? Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, and and. It's such. I mean, there's a couple. Like I said, there's a couple different like trends in hip hop that have had that kind of huge rise. But jerseys is one of the most crazy ones because it's it's like um, for for those early guys who started wearing it was a complete change of what a jersey was meant to be worn for. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like they were worn. You just wore a jersey to the game. Right. Or like to a bar or like to your friend's house to watch a game. Right. You know, they made it a fashion thing, which is like exactly what hip hop does with all these different things. You know, they took the Tim and made it from a work boot to a right. you know to a fashion symbol but yeah it's just incredible to see and, and the fact that it's so close to home too and it all happened here it's it's in our backyard really awesome. it's, cra- it's crazy yeah. yeah absolutely um yeah i mean uh we covered a lot of stuff we were going like a mile a minute i know there for i know, a minute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's a um, good thing do you have anything else you want to promote before we kind of wrap up um i'm trying to think what we so we've got um the end of the month, we've got the Philly Vintage Flea, mm-hmm. uh, the homies Juice Box Archive are putting that on. Um, so that's going to be July 31st at the Oaks Expo Center, which it's kind of cool to see like a yeah. local vintage event. Like it's if you don't know what the expo, I mean, they have car shows there, gun shows there, you know, any kind of expo wedding gowns, they have it there. So it's going to be a pretty pretty big event. I mean, I yeah, I think it's 60 vendors. Uh, I know I know Dakota and Justin said they sold over 700 tickets already. Nice. So 
then that's with almost a month or a little less than a month out. So that it should be a good time. So if you're checking this out, definitely slide through that. Um, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Um, we've got what else do we got up up the up in the pipeline? I'm trying to think what what else is going on. We're trying to get the mystery draft back and running too. It's just COVID. Everyone's out and about, so it's it's. And I think we didn't touch that on on that earlier. It's so much harder to get a live audience now on Instagram and social media because everyone's doing stuff. And I don't yeah. blame them. You know, everyone's. If you haven't been able to go to your, see your cousins or your family or go to the bar or try to holler at some ladies or men, yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah, holler yeah. at you. Know, you haven't been able to do that. So yeah. I think people are out doing that. Um, I think once the uh, colder months creep in, but we de- we had we had a big one planned for the one year anniversary, and then we had some things just come up like person just couldn't couldn't get to it. But we were going to try to do one. Almost get every prize from the throughout the year, so get another masterpiece, oh, get another. Yeah, so cool. make it like yeah, yeah, yeah the like crazy. It. You know, the Grail Rack would have one like of every prize. Tournament of champions. Yes, yes, ma- mystery draft. Yeah. yeah, so I think well that that still is going to happen. I, we'll still make that happen. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Um, thank you for being on. Oh, dude, that is, this flew by, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, it's a quick, it's a quick hour. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if we, I'm not sure we're at an hour, but I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> we talked about a whole lot of stuff, yeah. and I, and I, uh, pleasure having you on. That dude, was, I, that I was really so appreciate. Cool. It. This is awesome what you're doing. This is really, really cool. I'm excited to see um, how this progresses because it's yeah, got yeah. a lot of. It was cool to watch Kevin on it last week, and it's definitely fun. So yeah, we're trying to bring, we're trying to bring, uh, you know, kind of. Something new, but also a chance for people to just come on and do do their thing, you know. Yeah, and I think it's it's cool to showcase like the other side of vintage, and I think the I think the Philly vintage scene is definitely it's different than the West Coast vintage scene. Absolutely, I mean yeah. we're it's so much it's night and day, honestly. So yeah. it's it's cool. It's not all about the t-shirts, you know. There's mm-hmm. a lot more to it. So. Yeah, for sure. And and I think yeah, just like you said, I mean, I mean, West Coast is so high stakes. I mean, it's yes. it's yes. like. Uh, it's it's like you know the majors versus AAA, I guess. But like the same thing with like if we were in New York, it would just be too busy to to really you know have a community like we do, I guess. You know, and I, well, I think too. Like I mean, Phil, we we really appro- uh, appreciate sports here too. Yeah, so like for I sure. mean, I think I've been able to thrive because people love our teams. I mean, they love the yeah. Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers. Yeah. And L.A., I think it's more like a, oh, the Lakers are good, yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Dodgers are good, yay. Yeah. Like, they're not like, no, I can't believe we lost to the Hawks. Why? How did we lose to the Hawks? I got up and ran across my house when Ben Simmons doesn't dunk that ball. I literally was – I ran across oh. the house. <laughs> I still can't – I mean, the the react – when they showed MB the next day, him just like – yeah, it's like we all shared that, dude. Like, yeah. what are you doing? It's Trey Young. We can all dunk <laughs> on Trey Young. The the like, I I I was having such bad flashbacks of the the quadruple bounce that Kawhi oh. hit on us like two years prior. I was like, I was like, God damn it again! Like we're we're in the same spot that we were two years ago. <laughs> I was I was watching. I guess it was Game Six, right? Where and we when we collapsed. Yeah, I was texting with Mike and Jordan, Mr. Throwback and uh, Jordan uh, Broadway Vintage and. I was just like, we're gonna lose, and I yeah. was like, and they're like, no, no, no. I was like, no, we're gonna lose. Like, and yeah. this was like when the lead was dwindling. I was like, yeah, we're, we're gonna lose. I was pretty resigned to that too, which is why I wasn't as depressed. Yeah, Ugh. I was more angry. This yes, time, yes. This, this go around. I um, just was like, Ugh. and wow. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't know how how promising the off season possibilities are right now. So, do you want them to trade Ben Simmons? Um. I think if you can get something that's worth it and doesn't sacrifice like 
too much, too many picks or too many young players, I think you should take it. Uh, I would, I mean, just as like a fan of the Philly underdog, I would love to see him be incredible. I agree. I, I, I'm totally not, agree. I'm just not a hater. Like, you know, I no. just can't, I just can't be live that way. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you had you so many chances. You have to make free throws. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. to make free throws. And, and, and even a, more than that, like, you can't be scared to take them. No, exactly. You know what I mean? He was, that's why he didn't dunk that ball. Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's so clear to me that it's a mental block or a mental yeah. issue. It's not, he has the talent. Yeah. And from what we've seen in video, he can shoot. Like, he's not yeah. terrible. He mm-hmm. can shoot or he can make some. Yeah. It's just something mental going on. And, like, my sister, she says, like, I think he's been bred his whole life to play basketball because his, you know, his dad was a coach. His dad pro- played pro basketball in Australia. I think from a young age, it was like, you're going to be a basketball star. Yeah. And I think it's finally the pressure and everything. He probably doesn't want to. Yeah. He might not want to play basketball. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's put in a position where he not only has always been the best player on the team, right. but always been a winner. Right, exactly. He, I mean, I mean, he played at LSU and he didn't, like, you know, win the championship or anything. But, like, he's always been winning right beating other players and being better than other players and now it's like he's not and he doesn't but he doesn't have that like uh you know killer mentality that's like he got slighted and now he's gonna come back like Embiid does and oh Embiid does like he's he's a star I mean he's a stud Embiid gets dunked on and embarrassed and he goes insane the way him and Towns go I mean he he wants to own Carl Anthony Towns I mean yeah same with Capella like Capella too yeah yeah Yeah, and and that's the that I mean but that makes me want him to play Gobert or uh, Jochist. Yes. Like, they have to play yes. at some point in the finals against them. Like, I, just, to, just to prove the point that Embiid is actually better than them, which I believe. Oh, I think so. I mean, this was one. The way that you watch him move with the basketball, it's like he's just, like, skating on ice. Yeah. I mean, he's so, his moves are unbelievable. His, like, turnaround, he's so good. Yeah. He's yeah. really that He's really that good. He really is. Yeah. And, uh. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, I don't. We'll see. I, I would say that I would. Would you love, like? Would you want to see him traded? It, for Damian Lillard? Yes. Yeah, right. Anyone else? No. I don't because I don't think who else could we literally get that's going to put us in? We won that. We were the number one seed. Like, yeah. It's not like we were a terrible team. We collapsed for sure, but they should have won that series, and they should have swept the Wizards. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, like that. That's just like to me is a, is what was expected and that's that's so much different than when you play against Kawhi and it's like oh no this dude's like another level clearly better than every player we have right. kind of thing it's like no Trey Young Trey Young did not impress me I'm I'm gonna say that he's like good he's good he's a good he's, player he's good he's a good player but I don't think he's you know a team beater I don't think he can, he can we should be Kevin able to Durant the, whole, the yeah. whole thing you know He's no Steph Curry. I mean, he's good. He might be he's, Steph Curry. He's good. He might might be one day. I think he's, I think he's relies a lot on his you know, mental like yes yes games he plays with people more than anything. And like he, his offensive output wasn't like he kind of cooled off after the first yeah. couple of games. I mean, he was what game one and game two. He was yeah. cooking and then yeah and 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 that's the thing too. I mean, Simmons has a part to play in that. I don't think Simmons' play was like atrocious. But it's just like no, it's wasn't. just like the key things that obviously led to them. Losing. We need a bucket. You yeah. Get, if they can't trade, they got to get a score. And I'm surprised yeah. they didn't go after like a Jamal Crawford mm-hmm. just to 
or even like a J.R. Smith just to yeah. get off the bench. I mean, off the bench in the playoffs, like they could still score. Yeah, I think their bench could use some rework too. I, I don't think I don't think Grant, uh, not Grant Hill. Uh, what's his name? Jeremiah. No. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, last name's Hill, right? George, oh, George, George Hill. Hill. Yeah. Jo- I don't think George Hill really gave them the minutes that no. they needed. And they said he was kind of banged up. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then Danny Green goes down. And that that could have been the re- I mean that could have been the thing that really cost the the Hawks series if you think about it. Yeah, and people were people were so down on Danny Green. I'm like, yeah, but he's given good defensive minutes and he's given you know you got a, a three him. every once in a while. Right. Yeah, you can't so, leave him open. Yeah, I, I I wish we would have had him. We should have had that. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I trust the process. <laughs> As do I. We were halfway through our intro and we cut off. But um, all right. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Um. We're going to be back in two weeks from now. Um, I believe our next guest is JoJo from Latest Leftovers, so um, get ready for that. Um, if you want to pick up a T-shirt, we have What We Do T-shirts. They should be on sale on our website now. They're all printed on recycled um, blanks, so uh, check that out. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, make sure to like and subscribe and uh, ring the bell. And consider buying a T-shirt. Yes. Um, go follow Rare go Vintage. Um, and go check out our last couple episodes. Um, there's some great conversations with some great guys. We had Retro Mothership, and we had uh, Snapping My Snaps on. Both of them were awesome uh, episodes, so you should go check them out next. But uh, that's it for today, guys. Thank you again. Hey, thank you. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Bye-bye, guys.